On today's podcast, we went back to Instagram to find out what questions you have for us. This is the Ultimate Deck Podcast with your host, Shane Chapman, Wade Laurent. Back in the studio. Back from holidays, you are. Yeah, I took last weekend off. Actually, all week. Tried to go chase the snow before it got to us. I did see the snow before it came to us. We were in mm-hmm. Fernie. It came across the mountains. It uh, yeah, drizzled across the top, and I was like, oh, good. How fun. Snow. This is absolutely absurd, and I know some of our deep South American friends are like, oh, yeah, I know you guys have snow all the time, so this isn't weird at all, but they're, like, they're calling... They're saying we might get a little snow this weekend, and it's absurd. It's you still September. What they're talking about in Montana? I was driving up. They said there, there's rumors that it could be like a hundred centimeters. Like that is just bonkers. Three feet. I remember as a as a young lad. I remember when I was younger, <laughs> like I don't know how old, ten or twelve. So call it like early nineties, mid nineties. My grandparents had gone out to Alberta, Can no, not Canmore, um, Claire's home, Alberta. And it snowed in September there, like September 30th or something like that. And it was such an event because it's like it doesn't snow in September that they wrote the date in the snow on the hood of the cars and took pictures. And it was like, holy smokes, it never snows in September. It's supposed to snow this weekend. And last year at this time, it was snowing in yeah. Calgary. And so it's, like snowed it's becoming here. a thing. This global warming thing is like getting cold. Global warming is they've messed it up. They, had, they changed it. They used to call it global warming. Now they call it climate change. Right. Because... They don't know what's going it's on. it's snowing in September. Nobody knows. Thankfully, it hasn't snowed here yet. They just keep saying it's going to. Tomorrow. Anyway, um, I'm confused by that whole weather situation, so enough of that. But uh, today's topic, we're, we've gone back to the well-oiled machine that is Instagram and asked the audience, what do you want us to talk about? And give us some questions and we'll give you some answers. So that's what we're doing today. These are some of my favorites. I like the interviews quite a bit, but I also like the, the Q&A. Yeah, I like this too because it's your your like we guess every week at what topics we should do, and these ones are nice because you don't guess; you just you're you're doing the topic that your audience wants to hear. Yeah, so it's good. But so we've got probably I don't know ten questions here that we're going to go through, and these are not rehearsed. We literally looked at them like as we sat down here to kind of because I don't want to this maybe this sounds lazy, but I don't want to go research and make it sound like I know more than I do. I just want to like I want to give honest opinions in these and not like I don't want to regurgitate stuff we read before this podcast. So yeah, we're just, just kind of winging it a little bit. Given the ex, the textbook answer, it's like yeah. history, history in grade 11. Yeah. What do you, what do you think words. about uh, lumber rock decking? Well, the website says yeah. like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, so anyways, the first question we're going to give people's Instagram handles. So if you think this is a great question, you think these people sound like, God, that guy sounds interesting. He's I should so follow smart. him. Yeah. You're going to be able to do that. Cause we're going to give you their handle. So the first question that came in, I don't know if this is in order, but it's from a guy and I don't know what this handle means, but a guy by the name of Landy Carp 1991. So at like Instagram handle at L A N D Y C A R P one nine nine one. His question was any tips for mitering PVC and composite decking? I paraphrase that a little bit because his was very point form and not a complete sentence. So it's Instagram. You don't have to use that's right. sentences. So I, so I, well, what do you think? Any tips? Like we've got some tips. Boy, oh boy. My first tip would be don't. Yeah. So that's one option. That's my first. Yeah. yeah. More and more people are avoiding mitering them in the first place because your success rate in keeping these things closed long-term is fairly low, but there are some tips out there and they differ between composite and PVC or composite and PVC. Yeah. I didn't do this, the actual miter on PVC. I think you have done some miters, but the ones that I have done with PVC, I have only ever, I've just thought ended them. I've never mitered them. Yeah. Okay. So We'll give you your, here's some tips on how best to, how to give yourself the best shot at the miters not opening. Yep. These are not guaranteed in any capacity whatsoever. It's going to depend on the climate you live in is going to be a big part of that. Correct. How successful you actually pull these tips off. Like it's easy to say like, put a biscuit and glue in there, but that's like, if you don't put enough glue, then it's not going to be as successful as if you do. Yeah, or if anyway. For composite decking, it's pretty tough. Like it's pretty tough to keep those together. They don't move as much as a PVC joint will. So you're like, it's the end result of it getting kind of opening up in the winter is less gross than what an uncared for PVC joint would be. Yes. But it's also much harder to, to control the composite joint in the first place. And so some guys are having some, some success with using like a locking lamello biscuit along with some sort of 
glue. And typically that's like a polyethylene glue, like a Gorilla Glue or something like that. They're having some success with locking biscuits and glue. The climate would be a big factor in that though. Climate would be a big factor and probably even bigger factor would be the length of the boards that you're putting together. So this works great on stairs where you have a four foot piece on the front and you have a couple one foot mitered returns. No problem. They're not going to move that much. Yeah. Even without doing that, they're not really going to move that much. The longer your board is, the more it's going to contract when it gets cold out. So a one foot piece of board into a cold pool. Right. We know how that works. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So yeah, if you're meeting, like if the challenge of keeping a four foot piece tight to a one foot piece, isn't that great to begin with. So it's like you do all this extra work. You're like, look, it worked. It's like, well, it probably wasn't going to move anyway, (laughs) but good for you. Yeah. Um, But if you have a 20 footer meeting a 16 footer, good luck or something like that, that's a, that's a big challenge. So your best shot is like certain types of glues because there's some guys say, well, I'm going to use some PVC glue in there. It's like, no, there's no PVC plastic in Composites. Composite boards. So that type of plastic glue is not going to work. It's not going to melt and bond the plastics together because, yeah. Because it's a, yeah, it's not a PVC. In spite of what our competitors recently said on TV, there's not a PVC cap on composite decking. I wasn't going to call them out, but I, but I just did. But they don't probably listen to this podcast. Who's um, that? I'm not going to say their name. They were just on TV and they were talking about stuff and there were like three inaccuracies in what they said. And I was like, bah, you're wrong, wrong, wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of them was like, there's a layer of PVC on track stacking. No, there's not. <laughs> anyway, <Yeah. laughs> you're such that. a nerd, <laughs> right? So that's your best shot at composite. Um, PVC is a little bit different. PVC, the more you fasten it, the more you can restrict its movement. It's going to move more to begin with, like a 20 foot unfastened board and a 80 degree temperature swing is going to move up to a half inch, whereas a composite will do quarter inch. So it's the potential for it to shrink off there is quite a bit. But with PVC, the more you fasten that thing down, the more it's going to restrict that movement. And the more you fasten it, sorry, the closer you fasten it to the joint, to the end of the board, the better luck you're going to have as well. One of the things I do like about PVC is that you can go right near the end. Composite, you need to stay back about an inch. Yeah, if you're, most composites want you back an inch and a half from the end of the board. Yep. So that gives that, like that first inch I and like a half. I like to live dangerously, so I go to an inch. Yeah. But yeah. easier for you <laughs> Call to measure me too. Crazy. Yeah. 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 I just use my thumb. It's yeah. this far in. Um, so with PVC though, you can load it up with screws. I found the best success with uh, PVC decking when I was doing a miter joint was to glue the joint with PVC glue. And there's nothing fancy about it. Use you can use Azex glue or you can use Weld On or any PVC plumbing glue. Um, just anything that'll melt PVC plastic. And Use some biscuits. So Versatex has some PVC biscuits. Azek has some PVC biscuits. Throwing a couple of biscuits in the joint definitely helps. Just increases the surface area for your glue. And then loading it up with fasteners. So like I like three three screws, like you had twelve quarter inch at the edge of the board, like right there, and then three more right beside that. Like yeah, five inches back. It was like you always put sort of three along the diagonal, and then you came back an inch from the inside of the miter and then went yeah. three straight up. Yeah. Kind of made right? a triangle of screws. Yeah. And then you did that on both sides. So within a foot, there was 12 screws there. Yeah. Cortex makes that no big deal. You like pound the plugs in gone. You can't tell. Yeah. But there and then get out an your ram set. But anyway, and then, and then two screws every joist, which on PVC, probably you're, maybe going 12 inches. So then you got two screws every 12 inches. So you're loading this thing up with fasteners, use some Cortex, hide it all. That's your best bet. That's your best shot. Now. Yep. Probably not, still open. Not guaranteed. Yeah. Might look Did fine for two years. Work? Um, my, so I use my own deck as a bit of a test bed and I did a few different things on my upper tier. I did uh, a non glued joint opened a lot, did a glued joint, stayed pretty tight for a couple of years has since started open, hasn't opened a bunch. That's probably, what was that? A 16 foot board meeting an eight foot board. Um, then on my lower tier, I did biscuits with glue. Those have held pretty tight so far, but we're just going into year two. I think they have shrunk off a hair, but that happened pretty quickly. Okay. Uh, and then they've stayed stable since then. So I put in two Versatex biscuits into each one, glued the joints, and then um, the screwing pattern we just talked about. And it's holding together pretty good right now. But I think like, like comparable to a composite miter. Yeah. I would say it's staying tighter than a composite. If you didn't do any of those things, okay. right? Like a composite's going to open up and if it goes an eighth inch each way, you got a quarter inch gap. Like it's, I would say the gap that's between those boards right now is maybe like a hair over a 16th. And they, I think they were pretty tight when I put them in. So yeah. like they've opened okay. a, a tiny little bit. 
so I don't want anybody to be confused and think that I don't like miters. I just, I don't like a bunch of failure. And so I prefer the look of a miter. I think that that yeah. looks better, but I don't like putting it together and then leaving that day, coming back the next morning and all the miters are open and they look like shit. That yeah. makes me mad. And so rather than go through that emotional roller coaster, I, I preferred the butt end on PVCs. Yeah. But, and the other th- question you have to ask yourself is at what point, like how much time do you want to spend on these joints? If you just do a butt yeah. joint, paint the end, yeah, are you charging? you're in and out and you're gone, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you like, might be able to get these joints to stay together, but you're going to spend what, 40 minutes on a joint cutting in biscuits and gluing and screwing. And like, how much time are you willing to spend to try to get that to stay together when it still may not work? So, yeah. Anyway, there are, th- that's your best shot uh, in our experience with those two types of materials. So if you want to give her and you, you know, invest like those locking biscuit tools, like the metal, those are, that's not a cheap investment. You better be, you better be ready to commit to the joints if you're going to do that. Lots of miters. <laughs> so what is this miter in the middle of my deck for? Yeah. yeah I got I this could. new tool and I'm trying to pay it off. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's probably enough uh, on that topic. Next question was from a gentleman by the name, I guess I don't know if it's a gentleman, a person by the name of Schmitty75 at S-C-H-M-I-T-T-Y 75 asks, have you ever used lumber rock decking? Waterproof and non-prorated warranties, so I read. Um, So my quick answer is nope, I have never used lumber rock decking. It's not available or distributed anywhere near us as far as I know. I think there might I believe there might be a distributor in Southern Ontario. I was like, there's that some people across. in Ontario that have it. Um, um, we saw it at Deck Expo. Yeah, we, I s- we it. see it every year at the shows. It's an interesting um, product. I have always been a little bit underwhelmed by the color selections within it, I think. Um, but I like the idea of it, right? It's like, it's got some ground up rock in it. So that's... Yeah, and I don't know anything about the warranty. So if it's not a prorated, pro-rated warranty, that's a that's obviously a very good thing. If it's, I don't know what the, here's part of the, here's one of the questions where maybe a little bit of research beforehand would have been helpful, but, uh, cause I don't know what the warranty is, but if it's a, if it's typical of the industry and it's like at least, Oh, limited lifetime warranty, I'm just looking it up now. So, um, limited lifetime warranty protects against rotting, splitting, cracking, splintering, peeling, insect infestation year after year. We promise blah, 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 blah. So the, like right away, I noticed that there's no fade or stain warranty on that. Yeah. Right? So that's a structural warranty. And I would say that industry standard is structural warranty on everything. Yeah. So, but that's good if it's not, if it's not a, um, prorated warranty, that's good. If it fails, like that's really good. Actually, if it fails in year, what 30, they're still going to just like full replacement, no cost to you. That's pretty good. Um, that's so anyways, good. I have not, that would be something. Yeah. That, Cause that's the tricky thing with warranties is like, yeah, 50 year warranty. But if you make a claim in year 47, you're getting 10% of your money back on a lot of these brands. Right. Yep. Um, so this is but interesting. Really I think at that point you've got your money out of the deck anyways. Like why, why are you making a hundred percent? hundred percent. Yeah. Stop being a baby. Yeah. Those big, <laughs> those big long warranties are more marketing than substance, I think. Um, but I mean, it's obviously the longer warranty, the better, but I no. So we have not used lumber rock, um, like I said, I've seen it at the shows every year. They're at the, you know, Deck Expo, and I, I can't remember if I've seen them at IBS too, maybe, but Deck Expo for sure, you see them there. I, I've i always thought that the, the concept behind it, using, like, inorganic material as a filler is obviously a good thing. Um, I, I wonder how much that compares with decorators' ovations. Like, they're using mineral dust as well. Is it a yeah. similar kind of formula? I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe that they're probably extruded differently, maybe, but, um, but the colors were always a bit of the bit odd to me from lumber rock. So it was never, it was yeah, like, cause they're not normal. It's going to last right? forever and they're it's inorganic like, and it's got stone in it and blah, blah, blah. But like, but the colors aren't the greatest. They're, right? like, they're not a gray or a brown. Are they? are they? I don't like, I'm just on their website now and they show a lot of bright, strange colors like green and red and whatever we should commit else. To spend some time looking at this when we're down there. But what I'm trying to look at is I don't remember ever seeing variegated products with them. And I'm trying to confirm that before I say it. And now I've taken too long. So I'm just going to say it. I don't know that they do any variegated decking like colored streaking and that's what people really like. Right. And and their website doesn't seem to give me any reason to think that they do have variegated. So if you're, if you're after a board that's going to last forever, give you a good warranty and um, you're okay with just solid colors, then. And maybe staining and fading. Probably. Yeah. 
yeah, I don't see a warranty against that. So, so that alone would put it into a product that I probably wouldn't personally put on my deck because to me, fade and stain, it should fade and stain should be something you should expect from a composite deck board. I just, I just feel that way. Yep. So because your price point, I, I don't think for much, for me, I don't think you can make it cheap enough if it doesn't have a fade and stain. Now it's got to be as cheap as wood, right? Like Moisture Shield has a board there, is Vantage line, but yeah. it's not cheap. You know, it's the same price as other capped composites. And it's like, well, why am I doing that? Why am I buying a board that stains? Yeah, and I don't know where Lumber Rock is priced, but my gut feel is that it's a premium product. I yeah. could be wrong in that, but I, but even if it's mid fours, that's too high. Yeah. So, anyways, I like we don't from know us. Enough. We can't give you a, a good, honest <laughs> to honest to goodness answer. We haven't used it before, so we're just speculating based on what we've seen at trade shows, what we've seen on the website. The warranty sounds great, if that's true. Um, aside from the lack of a fade and stain warranty, um, so it is what it is. I like if anybody else out there has used Lumber Rock, comment in on one of our Instagram posts. Let's have a conversation about it and get some real feedback for Schmitty here. Yep. Uh, next question is from at build with NLC. I don't think I need to spell that one out. Um, this guy's a local guy just down the, just down the street from us. Moose down Jaw. Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Yeah, Moose Jaw is getting a lot of play right now. Moose Jaw is getting a lot of play. Mayor Even Tally. our American friends that might've seen this, heard about Moose Jaw a few times. Most no, most recently on, what was it? Stephen Colbert did a thing about Moose Jaw when the Moose Wars were going on. Yeah. Uh, we had a local comedian duo that did a kind of started up a fight with Norway about who's got the bigger moose statue. Norway did. <laughs> Norway right. Norway had like quietly scooped the crown like three or four <laughs> years ago. Nobody knew until, until Justin and Greg looked it up and was like, wait a second, yep. Mac the moose and moose is no longer the biggest moose in the world. Then this is went. a travesty. <laughs> and it was like, anyway, and this whole story ended up all over the damn world in the news stories, so, including Colbert. Can we sidetrack into how powerful social media is? Did you see the stats on like how many marketing dollars were spent in Moose Jaw this year going to see Mac the Moose? Is that right? I'm almost certain that Justin and Greg posted it, or maybe it was just Justin, but it was something like they were up $11 million in tourism this year with zero money spent. Crazy. Yeah, I, I had seen the stats. They said that they had an independent researching firm I don't know kind of put right. a, I'm going to look at put a value on on how much earned media they got from that story that they didn't have to pay for and they and the number was seven and a half million dollars they got worth of publicity and media coverage and whatnot it was like all that news and Colbert and and, and BBC and like yeah. China news and all this stuff it was worth seven point five million dollars in paid media and it didn't cost them a dime nothing zero so that's pretty good yeah. Anyway, build with NLC's question is nothing to do with that. Yeah, yeah. but he's from <laughs> Moose Jaw. But he's from Moose Jaw, so <laughs> he'll have some pride in Mac the Moose regaining its crown. So this how week. that story ended out is that Mac Mac the Moose statue right now has no antlers because they're making the antlers bigger. They're giving Mo- Mac bigger rack. a bigger rack. <laughs> yeah. And so and that's uh, how we're going to win. He will be the tallest moose in the world again. His question actually is though, love the podcast. I have learned lots. Have you ever had a job that went bad? Like just walked away and cut losses or a bad estimate. And our first reaction when we read this just before the podcast, we kind of looked at each other and was like, Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> Jason's or got, <laughs> he's, a, he's got one maybe that he's, he's struggling with right now. Um, I think probably everybody's had a bad job, right? I don't know. Like if you've been in the game long enough, you've ran into somebody either a bad customer or somewhere you buggered things up by accident or like there's lots of ways that things can go wrong. So of course I think, um, everybody's had a bad job. So like we're a retail store, this maybe isn't as directed as us as, as others, but we do have an install service where, um, you know, we'll kind of manage a project for somebody and kind of line them up with the contractor and whatnot. So our hands aren't in the in it as much. Um, but we, sure. Like we've had some situations where it's like, Oh boy, like I we're, have one going we're on short right now. We're short 14 boards on this. Like we buggered up that estimate. Yeah. That's not good. Like how do you go back to the customer and then and be like, yeah, I kind of missed that whole other set of stairs that we were supposed to right? Like that stuff happens. You sold some bamboo at the start of the year. Oh yeah. I sold, uh, I sold the deck. I like so excited to do this one too, is that that nice bamboo engineered hardwood, uh, product. And, 
Uh, I was like, oh, sweet. Like, this is going to be a great job. It's going to look unbelievable. We're going to move through some of that inventory. We'd started stocking it at the start of the year. And it was like, good, this is a big job that cuts into a bunch of that. And everything was great. Job was finished, I think, before I realized. Or maybe it was like right near the end before I realized that. Yeah, the, somebody, they brought back the returns. Yeah. And we had adjusted That's the price. Right. And the, so the returns went in and you're like, well, wait, this doesn't Why is match. this only $65 in the computer? Some, whoever created the SKU, it may have been me. I, I don't remember. Whoever created the SKU in the computer put the wrong put the wrong, uh, caught like wrong price in the computer. And we were selling these things for like 40% of what they were supposed to be. So yeah. I ate, like, I think I ate, we were selling them for about $13 below our cost on every board. Yeah. And so that was a whole job of that. And I'm like, what do you do? <laughs> I can't go back to the customer and be like, well, I guess I could, but we're not like, we think a little bit bigger than this. I and I, so I wasn't going to go back to the customer at the end after they'd paid and been like, Oh, by the way, like yeah. bankers error, not in your favor. You owe me another three year hand. <laughs> so anyways, take your lumps, I guess, but we've all had bad, bad uh, customers, bad jobs. Like, and I always, like I always found as a builder, honestly, the worst customers were the ones that you were doing the smallest jobs for. There, there was something yeah, yeah. about that. You could do the biggest, most expensive jobs. And those people were usually, understanding and patient and appreciative and everything else. And you know, they're spending $300,000 on something or $50,000 and they're great. And then you do one deck for four grand for somebody and they grind the living yeah, $1,500 landing. It's like, something right. Like those like, piss off. I think, <laughs> I think it's, I honestly think the number of times that I've run into a bad job, there was a, there was red flags before we ever got into that job. And so when the bad things start to happen, it's like, well, oh, I knew it. I knew I shouldn't have done this. There was red flags before I even got into this job. So not that he's asking for advice on how to do this, but my, I'm going to go there anyway, because better to get yourself out of a bad job before it happens. If you have a gut feeling about somebody, or if there's red flags before you ever accept the job, walk away. You don't need every job nope. and you don't need that headache. Like, yeah. Cause in the end, you're probably going to lose on it anyways. Right. Yeah. Like if, if somebody has given you a gut reaction on your very first interaction that it's not going to go well, even if it only goes kind of bad, you've still lost stuff. You've lost, like you just didn't make as much money as you could have made working on somebody else's job. Yep. And beyond the money aspect, like you're, you're probably going to, I mean, if the job's gone bad, it's probably going to affect you financially somewhere. It's gone bad because you did a poor takeoff and missed materials or, or the customer's grinding you or, or they're making changes and they don't want to pay for it. That, yeah. that one always bugged me. And it was like, yeah. but listen, this isn't, the material isn't left at my place when this is over. Yeah. When the job is done, like, fine. Neither of us are going to see eye to eye on this. And maybe you're not going to pay me for my time, but you should pay for all of the material because yeah. it's at your house now, not my house. Correct. So I always had a, yeah, I always had a tough time with that, but but above and beyond the money is the, like the emotional stress it, it takes on you when you run into somebody like that. It just drains you. Yeah. Cause you think about it all the time. Nonstop. Right? You don't sleep as well. You're stressing about it. You're shittier with your family because you're home stressing right. about this person who's grinding your ass and all you get an email at 1030 at night. Cause nobody respects your boundaries and it lights you up again. And you accidentally look at it. Cause cause your phone doesn't. Dinged, right. And you're like, it's and it just like, it just customer. ruins everything. Yep. So it's so like, it's over. So the second part of his question was uh, something to the effect of, have you ever had a job that went bad? Um, like just walked away and cut losses or bad estimate. I've never ended up doing that. I've never walked away, but I, I, there's probably scenarios where that would make sense. Like if you had somebody who was really being that bad about things, like it, it could be worth it to just for you just to walk away and not, and not bother about what you think you're owed because it's just going to, it's just going to kill yeah. you inside. Right. Yep. So, yeah. I don't know that I've walked away from a job either. Maybe when I was doing some finishing stuff, I there was a basement renovation that the customer was not great. Yeah, Their basement flooded. It was a sewer backup. And so we did it. We fixed the whole house, put a backflow valve in, and then it, and then it failed again. And then she, uh, she phoned and like lost it on me. It was like, my basement flooded and my basement flooded and like all of the, the, it backed up and whatever. We just did this whole basement and it's your fault. Now it's all wrecked again. And I was like, no, no, no. That like it just, the sewer backs up again. This is not my fault. And she was mad. 
and it was my customer who I had already done a renovation for once. And I felt like maybe I, maybe I owed it to her to like do the second renovation. And I felt bad about it, but I, I never took it on. She asked me for an estimate and I was like, nope. And then she asked again and I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Like I'm not doing your job again. She was yeah. like, well, you already did it. You worked with us once. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not though. Not now. <laughs> and so never walked away from one, but I, I kind of feel like that one was part way through with her. Cause I had done it once and then didn't go back the second time when I probably right. should have, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's a tough one. Everybody's got a story again, share it. If you got some stories about some bad customers or bad experiences, or maybe it was your fault or whatever, best, just bad jobs. Yeah. Um, let's it happens chat about to everybody. It. Happens to everybody. You're not alone. I guess take that, take that to heart is like, you're not the only guy that's ever experienced a bad customer. Yep. It, it, it never appears that way on Instagram because nobody posts their bad stuff on Instagram. Nope. It's always roses and the best customers ever. And look at, I got a card from them and I did this job and look how amazing it looks. Like yep. you don't ever hear about the time where you built the deck 18 by 10 and it was supposed to be 24 by 10. You don't, <laughs> you don't post those ones. Anyway, some people are starting to. Uh, next question is from at Windsor Plywood Sherwood Park. Their handle is windsorplywood.shpk asks, do you guys stay open at all during winter? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we do. Yep. It's pretty slow. It's winter this weekend, apparently. But <laughs> um, we do. So obviously it's not very busy during the winter. We don't generate a ton of revenue, but there's lots of stuff for us to do. We do close every year around Christmas for about two weeks. We kind of work up until like the... 20th? Yeah, run the 20th, whatever the, the Friday, Friday is before Christmas. We yeah. generally kind of stay open until then. And then we close and we stay closed until kind of the Monday after New Year's day. Yeah. Basically kind of, right. We just take that kind of stretch off over there. Why? Well, because nobody's shopping for a deck hardly in the winter at all. And definitely not over Christmas. And so and it's a great time for us that, are, to, that work like that. Right. It's not like yeah. we can sell a gift card. Even there's no, here's a, here's a $15,000 gift card. Merry Christmas. Uh, by yeah. the way, if anybody's looking for a gift card of that amount, we will sell one. <laughs> Send me an email. I'll run down to the store. We'll just make it happen. <laughs> but, but it's just a chance for us to take a break too. Like it's so crazy for us during the summer that it's like, you just kind of wait for winter to get a break from everything. And depending on the season, you may be busy up until pretty close up to Christmas. And so that two weeks off there to spend some time with family and get away from the store and just kind of not have to think about things a whole bunch is much needed. Yeah. So if you're going to take two, two weeks off for a deck store at any point, those are the, probably the, the best two weeks for us to do it. So yeah. that's what we do. But then as far as the rest of winter goes in November, we start purchasing for next year. So November, December is busy trying to like figure out what we're going to buy, what the trends might be, which is <clears throat> getting easier for us. Cause we're basically setting the trends. So holy yeah. smokes. <laughs> eh? <laughs> um, in and November then, we decide what's going to be trendy in, yeah. in the following we'll years. Let you know. <laughs> yeah. Just follow along. We'll tell you. Yikes. And then, uh, January is a little bit more purchasing. Um, our fiscal year end happens in December as well. So a little bit of book work, that goes on in December. I always tell everybody, um, February is the slowest month. January, we have trade shows that we go to. January, we're busy. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just get back from that two weeks off. So there's a little bit of stuff to do. It's a new year. So you're kind of starting fresh. You get kind of amped up to get some of the. And you had two weeks off, right? So you're really fired up. Yeah, you're ready to go again. Um, But yeah, and then January, if you go to IBS, some years we have, some years we haven't. Um, but there is always the WRLA Western Regional Lumber, Western Retail Lumber Association. Yeah. Um, they have a trade show, buying show thing in January as well. Unfortunately, this year it looks like they land on the same damn three days as IBS. So we're, uh, Let's see what happens. We might have to slip. We'll have to pick up and choose that one. Yeah. So I mean, it's an advantage of having a business partner. Like we can attend yeah. two shows. So that happens then. So there's always things to do. Is, are people walking in and dropping thousand dollars in decks in January? Nope. Nope. But uh, we're just trying to keep the lights on. Yeah. And then we February is, February is usually slow. Yeah. Starts in March. So when I do these Q and A's, I generally post them on both accounts, the ultimate deck shop account and my own personal, the Shane Chapman account. So we can get more eyes and more questions. And so now we're switching over those last few questions were from the deck shop account. And now we're going to the Shane Chapman account. And the first question, uh, from there is from at Rathwell art and digital design, <laughs> not spelling that one out. It's, I think you can figure out how to yeah. spell all those words together. Um, 
ever done a wall as cool as ours. And so what they're referring to is this is a customer of ours that uh, we recently just did a privacy wall for. We supplied the, we designed and supplied the privacy wall and a contractor that they've worked with before who shops our store built it. So there's a few fingers involved in there. Um, if you go onto the ultimate deck shops account and look back a few posts from maybe about a month ago, you will see pictures of it. It's that one that has like the, the night shot looks like a damn digital rendering. Cause it just looks way too cool and polished to be real. <laughs> but it is. Um, so that's the wall they're that referring to. That maybe like a personal favorite of yours. I remember when you designed that. It's pretty cool. With, I don't know if it's... You're like, look, I even copied their chairs. They have the same <laughs> yeah, chair. Yeah. Look it. Yeah. So that one definitely is cool. One of my favorites for sure that were designed. There, there was one in Musha I did a few years ago. Cedar wall with like those cool little geometric blocks. Or if yeah, blocks, that one's kind of cool. Different depth, right? The yeah. blocks were like... It was like yeah. 3D. It was like... Yeah. yeah. That one I thought was one of the... I was proud about that one. I think that one ended up, not think, that one ended up in Pro Deck Builder Magazine. And then, like, I don't know if we considered a wall, but the the Starry Nights curved pergola slash privacy wall thing that we did is probably probably one of my favorites too. Sure, that's a wall. Yep. Um, you did one our first year of business, I want to say, that had, with the cedar slots and the stone posts and the little, like, oh, uh, yeah. aluminum picket um, yeah, North art Ender. in the middle of it, yeah, North which Ender was kind of cool. That so was pretty cool. We've done a few, um, I, few of these walls that are pretty cool, but, uh, I saw that. I got that idea from Paula. Not as cool as yours. Yeah. I get that <laughs> from Paula France, the pickets where they, where yeah, they put the pickets in, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so there's been a few ones out there that we've been a part of, but yeah, this one was, pretty this good. one was fun. Cause we, uh, I think this one was kind of fun cause I didn't build it. Like we designed it and somebody else kind of brought it to life, which was kind of neat. Because when I was building, of course, I des- we would design them and then we would build them. You so didn't design them. You thought about them. You put them in your head. You never... Yeah, sketched them on paper, maybe. Yeah. And then... Uh, but this was kind of cool to see somebody else bring it to life and then not really see it until it was done. And then, like, yep. then saw the pictures and was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> they so, yeah, did that it. That was pretty cool. Um, the next question is from Sean Stefan and uh, at S-E-A-N-S-T-E-F-A-N. Sean Stefan is the owner of the Rusty Shovel Landscape Shop here in Regina, Saskatchewan. One of our, uh, what would we call it? Peer? Peer businesses? He'd be like, so we refer, if people come in buddy and businesses. Say, he's a buddy business. Yeah, good call. Yeah, if work, people like come a- in and say, we need landscaping done. Who yeah. should we talk to? Go talk to the Rusty Shovel. They have the same model as us. Yeah. He yep. doesn't do a podcast, but yet he should he come on ours. He Sean, come over and do a podcast with us. Let's make this happen. You can do that. So Sean, I don't, know, I don't even know why we're reading his question. His question is, uh, how do you maintain your chiseled good looks? With Tim Hortons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tim bit diet and 30 grit sandpaper. Yeah, Jake's got to remove a lot of material out of there. Um, I don't know. Do we even answer? Do we even answer this? I'm trying to think of like a funny answer, but there just isn't one. I try to walk on the golf course, but yeah, I offset that with uh, beer. Yeah. So, so I don't know that we tried to maintain them anymore. We decided, like, <laughs> middle of the year, we decided, like, you know, what we should sell it here as convenience items. We should sell like chocolate bars and chips and pop and Gatorade and stuff. And now that has become basically our diet. So, is there an attempt to maintain anything at this point? No, not really. I think no. we mailed it in in June. We're like, you know what? We work hard enough to enjoy four coffee crisps a day. Why not? <laughs> so um, next question was from at Cascade Fence and Deck. Um, follow this account. These guys are great deck builders. A uh, pretty big operation down there too, I think. They got quite a few crews going. Yeah. Um, so if you're looking to be inspired by some cool projects, uh, follow at Cascade Fence and Deck. His question is, if you had to put new decking on your house, what would it be? And... Like we, I think we get asked this just about every day because customers want to know like part of the, how they kind of, cause we carry seven brands in here, six, I guess. Like and then you put some like woods one. on it, right? You yeah. We've got a lot of options in here and customers walk in, they're a little bit overwhelmed. And, um, so how they kind of weed through it a little bit, a lot of time is to ask us what we would do if this is your deck. Cause then they can, they trust your answer. It's like, no, no, if, if you were the one putting money into this, what would you do? Yeah. And so we get asked this every day. Um, what you did do, you have Trek Select Winchester Gray on your deck. You did that before the store opened and you shopped with what was available in the town. It's fi- it's a good product. It's a great um, product. I, yeah, it's still good. I like it. It yeah. held up okay. It's 
Ten so at that time, like the only brands that were even available in here were like Trex, Fibron and Moisture Shield. That was like what you could choose from essentially. Correct. Uh, we opened and changed the game a little bit and brought in like a bunch of brands that weren't here before. So now we, now there's more options available out there. Um, when I did my deck, I did my deck in Fibron Good Life uh, cottage, cottage with a border of Clubhouse Ironwood. It's pretty good. Um, it's a price point thing. Yeah. And that's what I tell people all the time. I say, if you're on a budget... I really like the Fibron Good Life line. I think it's I think it's probably one of the best bangs for your buck in the whole store. We but also we don't carry bad products in our store. That's right? like I if, think that's probably the the safest answer is like you can put any of them on because they all have a fade and stain warranty. They all have, you know, like a a big manufacturer kind of backing them. You know what I mean? They're like they're made by quality company companies. They're yeah. Not, yeah, like, so if you're shopping, if you need, like, if you're shopping for the lowest cost composite that our store carries, then we'll sell you Trex Enhanced Basics and, and you'll be happy with it. We'll let you know that, like, is it as durable as some of the higher end products? No, it's not. It will scratch a little bit easier. You don't have the option of using hidden plug systems with it. You, you know, there's no variegation in that line. Like, but so for you, what you're getting for yeah. the price point, it's a good product. You face screw it on the perimeter, but your railing goes there. Anyway. Yeah. So you, the chances that you're going to see those screws are nearly gone. Yeah. Color match screw. Fine. So my answer for this is if I'm doing my deck again on a budget, I'm, I'm sticking with probably fiber on good lifeline. I would all, I would do the, um, the variegated ones now though. They weren't out when I did mine. Yeah. I would do like fiber on beach house. Cause I would want to put a gray on my house right now. I would do beach house from yep. fiber on would be my budget option. How about you? Um, Oh boy, that's a tough one. I probably the same. And the reason I would do that is I believe the good life line is probably the most durable one at that price point. Like yeah. TimberTech has some great coloring. TimberTech in there. edge is quite, is really durable as well. TimberTech edge is really durable. Yeah, that's right. Cause they, the way they did the cap was a little bit different, right? Than the way they do the train line. Not as fine as the train line. So it doesn't get knocked down as easy. Yeah. So I like that. It's pretty durable, but um, I would probably do the Fibron one. I like the deep graining because it looks more like wood and it it's a little more durable. Yeah. If I was going for the color, I would probably do Trex's, uh, their natural. Trex enhanced natural line. Like Foggy Wharf or something. Yeah. Rocky Harbor, I think is the one I'd pick, but. Nice. Anyways. And so then, what's yeah. behind this question usually probably is like, no, no, I don't mean like. If you're on a budget, I mean, like, what's your favorite deck board? That's what people are usually getting after here. So if budget wasn't a concern, what would you do? I'd probably do that new decorator, Sea Ovation. Uh, like, I've built one deck out of it, and I loved it. Like, yeah. loved it. So. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't know. I would have a hard time not doing that as well. I think I'd have a hard time not saying, like, I would put Tundra bordered with Sierra from Decorator's Voyage line on my deck. And the reason for that is, like, I love the coloring of wolf. Yeah. So, like, I'd be happy to do some wolf on there as well. But we've done a few decks with that, too, where we've done the work on it. I liked working with it. It, like, yeah, it's a great product. It's great to work with. Cuts nice. There was yeah. some chipping in the cap when it cools off a little bit, but it was, like, other than that, it's amazing to work with. Yeah, I think it's pretty so. common with PVC brands as a whole. If it's super cold out and you're not using, you're not careful, it may chip. But the Decker's Voyage Line just has so many advantages to it as far as like the thermal stability of it, the traction on it is insane, the durability of it, the coloring is beautiful. Like there's so much to love about it. So yeah. like it's a higher price point, but no higher than anybody else's high-end boards. And so I think it would probably be in the front running for what I would do if I had a choice of of what we carry anyway. There's also some beautiful stuff that we don't carry, like the Tons of like Zuri or like any of that like oh, kind of yeah. like realistic photo print stuff. That's that's pretty nice too. Yeah. But but then you're getting back into the expansion contraction with PVC decking and stuff like that. So like just just as an all around product, right now I think that Decorators has come to the table with this Voyage line with something really special. But that's so I think it's good. Ever changing too, right? So if you would ask me this question last year, mm -hmm. I would have done Wolf. 
Because they didn't yeah. have, we didn't have decorators in here. It's not the decorators didn't exist. Well, it was Voyage we didn't, didn't exist though. Voyage was new this year. Correct. So we then saw. you were talking like last year, you could still get most of the benefits out of the vault line or something. Yeah. Um, you could get, you know, it was variegated, it, same thermal expansion or stability, I should say, but just didn't have the traction, the added traction of, of the Voyage line. And so now you add that into the mix and it's like, well. It has it all. Like it's really good all around. You're, I mean, it's, it's. I'll, I'll be the first to say it's like, it's not as fun to work with. Like, so I should, I should explain that. It just it's, doesn't cut that good. It's super light. So that part is amazing to work with. Yep. Cutting it is a little bit, cutting just, it and seating the plugs. It works more like a, like a composite than a PVC, yep. right? Like PVC is like easy to cut. Cuts the plugs like hide great. Yep. You don't have to pre-drill anything. You screw it. Like I love PVC for that reason, but the decorator is like cutting it. It gums up quite a bit. It's like very, like it's very, uh, not dense, but like, it's just hard to cut. It's like cutting fricking cement or minerals <laughs> or stone. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyways, as a whole, it's probably got the most compelling story. And I think, um, there's another feature and reason to love it. That, uh, sounds like they're going to start marketing pretty soon that we're not allowed to talk away yet. Ooh. So for that reason too, it's uh, got a leg up. Um, Next question, Dunning and Decking, Dunning at Dunnegan underscore Decking. That's D-O-N-E-G-A-N for those who want to follow the Aussie crowd. Dun Bruce will be happy to know that we actually employ an Australian fella now. Yeah. Hired we have an Aussie weeks ago, right? in our store. Not today. He doesn't work today, but five of the other days a week, we have an Aussie here. And Bruce, so do you fun. know Lewis? <laughs> yeah. He's you know from Lewis Australia, from Australia? <laughs> You probably know him. Do you get that as much as Canadians do from Americans? <laughs> Jeff, do you know Jeff? He's from Toronto. I always tell everybody. Kidding? No, he died. What? Oh, Jeff, oh you didn't hear about right, that? Jeff, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nationwide funeral, actually. Yeah. It was, uh... Everybody knew Jeff. <laughs> Good guy. Um, what's in a warranty? I know Bruce has been after us to do a podcast around warranties in like a whole episode based on like what's in a warranty. And so Bruce, I'm going to say like, we're going to get to that and get that one done. So we'll give some more context to this question and give it to the do it's deserved in a whole entire episode for now. Let's just touch on it a little bit. So we just mentioned with that lumber rock, we didn't see a fade and stay in warranty. So in my opinion, right there, like I, I don't poo -poo. think you should buy a product that doesn't have one anymore. <laughs> poo poo to that. I guess there's so many good products out there that have a fade and stain warranty. Why would you want to buy something that's going to stain when your barbecue splatters a little bit? Like, I don't understand why you would want that. So in my opinion, you should, you should buy a product that has a stain and fade warranty. End of story. Whether it's 25 years or 30 years or 50 years, to me, I think that's fairly irrelevant. At the end of 25 years, you're probably replacing the deck. The lumber's probably a powder by that point. You died. So, yeah. Like you're uh, old. Yeah. You're probably not in it anymore. So, I don't know. I don't. The length of the warranty is secondary to me. I do think you should look at something that does have at least at least a 25-year warranty. Like yeah. if something's got 10 or 15 years and isn't going to outlast the lumber, you don't want that. And that's like that's usually a sign of a poor quality product. Correct. But between 20 and 5 and 50, that's all great but then let's start looking at the details of the warranty. So what's in a warranty? Well, for the most part, structural um, is covered by that warranty. Like when somebody said you got a 25 year warranty, it means that the board's not going to disintegrate and fall apart on you. Yeah. Starts delaminating and pulling apart. It's like, yeah. well, make sure that that's covered. And then your fade and stain warranty is usually included in that as well for the products that do have a fade and stain warranty. It's for the, the whole length There's of the warranty there. Caveats around that usually. Right. And it's like, yeah. So most of them lotion on or sunscreen sure, or bug yeah. spray, then you've wrecked it. Especially the PVC products usually have these kind of asterisks that it's like, don't use yeah, aerosol type products on there, on your deck. Um, yeah. What some of the them don't, you can't use If it like, comes in a can, don't use it on your deck. Right. Is that kind of the, yeah, maybe. Well, it's like aerosols. It's like, you yeah. know, like aerosol sunscreen is not good. You get it on there. It can discolor your deck. Yeah. Uh, rubber backed mats sometimes will react with the PVC decking. So right. in the old days when your mom or grandma had their little mat at, or your father, I shouldn't be sexist in this, whoever's doing the dishes had the mat sitting in front of the sink. Um, sometimes those would like in the, yellow the linoleum underneath yeah. on the floor. For the record in our house, it was me. I was the one who did the dishes. Attaboy. Good boy. Um, so that my rent. that similar thing could happen. So we usually recommend people like use an organic mat. Don't use something that's got a rubber back mat on it. Isn't going to react. Is it going to react to your deck? Like maybe, maybe not. I don't know the rubber in the back, but why chance it just finally doesn't have it. Uh -huh. I'm not a chemist. I'm not, I don't know which ones are going to react and which ones aren't, <laughs> but 
So the warranty is going to cover you. So with composite, composite brands, Trex is a 25-year fade stain structural. Um, Fibron is a 25-year fade stain structural. TimberTech depends on your line now. There used to be one brand, one um, warranty. Now they've got multiple warranties. Your Edge products are 25 years. Your uh, Pro products, which are the, all your fully cap- encapsulated products, are 30 years. And then you get up to their AZEC PVC line, and it's 50 years. And usually the PVC brands are also extending the structural part to a lifetime warranty. So you're getting 25 yeah, yeah. or 50 lifetime. years yeah. fade and stain and then a lifetime on the structural. Now, most of these, if not all, well, all the ones that we carry are a prorated warranty. They, they diminish their diminishing warranty. So you're going to get your, if you have a, a warranty claim in the first, whatever, call it five years, you're going to get all your money back. You're going to get full replacement. But if it happens in year 20 of the 25 year warranty, well, you're only going to get whatever, let's call it 20% of your warranty. I don't know the numbers exactly with everybody's off the top of my head, but you're going to get not your full amount of money back. So it kind of diminishes. Then that in makes a, sense to me. Yeah, then in addition to that, some offer a labor warranty and that looks a little bit different. Trex does not offer a labor warranty. Fibron, I think now offers a five-year labor warranty if it's installed by a Fibron Pro. Um, Wolf offers a five-year warranty on labor if it's installed by a Wolf Pro. Yep. Um, TimberTech has it as well. TimberTech has it? Yeah. Has a labor warranty Because I was well? talking to MG Dax about it, and but it's got to go down a certain way, and it's also the same thing. You have to be, it has to be done by a platinum, uh, platinum installer. A pl- like one of their higher, yep. Ooh, okay. And it's the same as Fibron, right? You, you have to hit certain tiers, like when the guy is actually spending enough money to hit a top tier as their installer, then they'll give that labor warranty, but you're installing it according to their way, so that the reason this came up with MG Dex is because he wanted to use conceal lock fasteners, right? He wanted to use just a standard fastener. Yeah. And it was like, you, sorry, he wanted to use Tiger Claw TCGs. And to get the labor warranty, he had to use the conceal lock. And he was like, well, I don't like the conceal lock. It doesn't fit into my nailer or whatever it was. So anyways, that's yeah, it how it costs 20% more. And it's the same bloody fastener. That's the problem. So that's how I there's found the out real, about it. Anyways, there's the real issue. Yeah, that's how I found out about it. So they do. TimberTech does offer it as well, but yeah. it's the top tier installers. So, and now at the risk of sounding like, like we're always pushing decorators, decorators has come out with 25-year fade, stain, structural, and labor warranty. So that's really good. If the deck fails at all in the 25 years of the warranty, you're also going to get the labor covered at that point. And that's, I, I think that can't be understated because to paint a scenario for you. If your deck fails in year 10, you get something happens, it deteriorates, falls apart. And the company that has a uh, materials warranty on it, it's like, yeah, we're going to replace, maybe it's all of it. Maybe it's 80% of it, whatever it is, but you're on the hook for finding somebody to take the old stuff off and put the new stuff on. And that's a significant cost as well. This has been my concern with like that labor warranty is huge. I've talked about it a ton and then Trex doesn't offer it and it's not, they don't offer it at any tier of any of their installers, whether you've been to a certification for Trex or not, they just don't offer it. And that like, I think that's a, a void. And we got burned by that personally, right? We're still burned by Through it. Trex. Still sitting on the Because we right had now. a, we had a situation where we had a customer, it was a, it was a dialogue issue. It wasn't a warranty claim necessarily, but it was a, well, it was, it wasn't that the board failed though. It was just that they got material from two different runs of material and the, and they didn't match. And so, but it was installed late in the year by the guy's contractors and, and they didn't notice or pay attention to the fact that there were some or boards. Care, Cause he's like, it's not his deck. He's a contractor. He's a bad, Maybe, right? yeah, bad yeah. human. Whatever happened, the decking all went down. Then we find out that of the hundred boards that went onto this deck, 93 of them were the wrong color. Just black. Seven like of them were, were just, right. They were just like really dark Brown. There was no variegation. There was no, it was like, yeah. yeah. So this was out at the guys out at the lake. So he wasn't there when it, when it all went down, he goes out there, sees it and is like, whoa, 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 whoa. What the hell is it? Cause yeah, the contractors don't know that that's not supposed to be the right color of spiced rum. Right. Like they didn't know. He just puts down, he comes out though. And he knows cause he's like, that looks like nothing like what I bought in the store. Your sample on the wall is like a nice neutral chocolatey Brown with some nice black streaking. What I have on my deck is a board that looks like vintage lantern. <laughs> like yeah. it's dark and there's hardly any streaking, whatever. And so he comes back and we're like, 
Oh boy, yeah. Because what we basically did was sent out a full lift. It was enough material. It was a full lift. We never broke it open. We never, so we never saw it either. Correct. Um, we just assumed that the lift that was wrapped and tarped was good to go. Sent it out. It was like, um, yeah, we threw the full lift and then threw three boards on top. Yeah. Gonzo. Yeah. Get a, get the pictures back and we're like, oh yeah, that's not ideal. Let us let us go to the bat for you here. Let's let's get a claim started on this, and. Turex really resisted replacing the 93 ones. They wanted to replace the seven. Eventually, (laughs) eventually we got them to come around and and do the right thing and replace the ones that were the wrong color, which is a big replacement, but they wouldn't touch anything on the, on the labor side. And so this customer had to pay his contractor to put down these hundred boards. Then he had to pay them to bring the hundred boards up. And then he had to pay them to put the hundred boards down again. Guess what his reaction was? I'm not paying you for the rest of what I owe you for this decking because you've cost me three times labor on a job that shouldn't have happened. So we got stuck with a bill. Yep. And we have a, it's we have still sitting, there. sitting in our accounts receivable. We're out thousands of dollars because that customer's refusing to pay. We've got no way to really collect on him because he's like, for one, he's got a, he's got a point. Yeah. Like he shouldn't have had to pay that, but it sucks that we, we de- got stuck with a bill. Delivered it. We delivered the we boards. De- we delivered twice. it. We ate it. We gave him like, we provided all sorts of GTA, uh, not G tape, but flashing tape for his joist because he'd now put holes through his joist. So we covered that. Like we incurred a big cost in getting that replaced and kind of making him happy. But then in the end, like we still got stuck for thousands of dollars. Um, didn't walk away from that job though. I think like, that's just one of those things that Correct. like between you and I, I think like we just don't walk away from jobs. Yeah. So that's, uh, so what's in a warranty? Worse. There's a lot of things in a warranty and, and Bruce will get to doing a full podcast now and we'll kind of go through everybody's warranties and let you know what's what because um, it's a good the topic, number is just a number, right? 25 year, maybe the 25 year warranty is better than the 50 year, but all you ever hear about is the number. Yeah. Right. Like, so, yeah. so we'll get into that. We'll go to more detail, but there's, there's some examples of what can happen if you don't have certain aspects of a warranty included. Um, the fade is always like, of course, things will fade in the UV of the sun over time. Most of these fade warranties are based on a certain amount of color shift that happens measured on Delta E units. If it fades more than five Delta E units, then they'll cover it. If it's only, if it's less than that, they won't cover it because your human eye can hardly even see that anyway. Yeah. Um, so there's of course a lot of a fine print on these things, but yep. um, next question is from at the LED light guy. He says, what is the most common question you get asked? I don't know if he means like on the what podcast you, thing here, or if he means like in the store in general, but go ahead. What do you do in the winter? That I think one's that's pretty common. Probably yeah. the most common. That might be the most common on Instagram. No, just even in the store, people ask me that yeah, all the time. True. Contractors are like, what do you do in the winter? More related I'm to actually the- actually fairly busy. In the yeah, winter. more related to the products that we sell. I think probably one of the most common questions is, does this stuff get hot? Everybody wants to know, oh, does yeah. it get hot? Yeah. It's like that happens all the time. Hence why we go do our own test to be like, well, I'll tell you exactly on a 41 degree day, this one gets to, this yeah. one gets to like You're still using that degrees. post, right? I saw somebody, somebody it messaged you the yeah. other day and was asking some questions about temperature and you, you referenced that post again, you pulled it up. And yeah. It's been a good one. Yeah. So yeah, we, there's obviously some questions that come up and up and up over and over and over again, but temperature is a, one for there's sure. There's a couple of them. Yeah. Um, uh, is this the last one? Last question from this here is... From Deck Oasis Patio, it's Deck underscore Oasis underscore Patio, uh, says, what is your opinion about TimberTech won't approve camo edge clips? So he's asking, why why has TimberTech not approved the new camo edge clips that everybody loves so much as an official warrantied fastener for TimberTech? I, th- I, I feel like I know that why they won't. Okay. Uh, this is the first time I've seen that question, so okay. I don't know. I, what I do know is that camel will warranty their fasteners. Yeah. And we have seen this before where they say, yeah, yeah, you can face screw or sorry, you can like with the camel, the screws that go in through the side. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, yeah, no, you can do that with timber tech or whatever. We'll warranty that. But the manufacturer never does because you're like, you're actually wrecking the board. Right. So I don't know that I am a huge fan of camel warranty warrantying their fasteners with products because they won't warranty the, the product that you're actually using to do that with. I think mm-hmm. they so. do though. You're saying if something was to go wrong, they would warranty the fasteners but not the board. Yeah. Like if you use no. camel, yeah. not, not with this boards or this fastener 
specifically, not the edge clip specifically, yeah, yeah. but they're the protect screws that go through the edge of the board. Yep. If you screwed a whole TimberTech deck down through the groove and that board expanded and contracted and shifted and broke apart. Yep. You're saying that Camel would replace all of that decking. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen them. Yeah. I I think, I think they, now I'm now I'm going to run and look and see if I can find it here. Um, we'll have to do what we're digging. I think, I believe I've seen them say numerous times that they, if the, if the, if the board manufacturer won't cover it, and if it's as a result of their fasteners that have caused the the board to not break, to break, that's then what, they will the cover the decking as well. Okay. Well, if they did, then that's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if it's because the sun beat the crap out of the board and it deteriorated for that, the camo's not going to replace it. But Correct. if it's because it you put it through and it's like, oh, it cracks where all the screws went in or something like that, yeah. camo will uh, replace the board. Like, they'll basically cover the manufacturer's warranty. Well, that's so, fantastic. It is fantastic. Okay. Really good. So, then so I don't know why TimberTech wouldn't do that. Because they sell their own. Here, there you go. Here's <laughs> here's what I think. I think that TimberTech's probably already having conversations with camo about releasing a private label tool. Private label Ooh. clip. I think they're probably going to come out with something called the TimberTech grip clip. Eh? Yeah. You like that? Because <laughs> it grips the joist. Yeah. The grip clip. I'll take royalties. Uh, <laughs> now they're like scrambling to change the name. Yeah. Like, oh, chance. he blew it. Um, yeah. So here's why I think that. They've only ever warrantied their own, their own brand of fasteners. That's all they ever do. But look at what their fasteners are. It's a modified private label version of a Tiger Claw clip. Correct. It's a modified version of a camo edge fastener gun. Yeah. Like the ones that they now warranty under their own brand are just rebranded tire claw guns, tire claw clips, camo edge clips, etc. or camo edge fasteners, et cetera, pro tech clips. Yeah. So my guess is that they haven't warrantied it yet, but they're probably in works of releasing a TimberTech branded edge clip. That'd be my guess. Sure. So, and it'll be just only slightly different so that you can't use your own tool. It'll be brown, right? The plastic will be brown or it'll be a little bit wider to cover the joists. Something. Yeah. It's not going to like, that's my best guess as to why they're not jumping on and approving it right away is probably because they're, they want to make some money in the clips. They don't want to sell you a deck that they don't make a bit of money on with the clips. And so they, I like, does the camo edge fastener do anything different than other groove board fasteners do that would affect and give them good reason to not warranty with using that clip? Absolutely not. Nope. It, it in fact is probably less intrusive than some, than even like the, the conceal locks that bite the board. Like, yeah, Cause this also bites the board on the bot. Like it doesn't do anything to the board structurally. That's going to gives them reason to be like, we can't warranty that. So my guess is they're, they're just not warranting it right now. Yeah. They're going to make their own. You can't knock a guy for trying to make more money. Why that's what you do for like, yeah. that's what, that's what we do it for. Yeah. So, so here's my prediction. This is my prediction that in within neck by next spring, you're going to see a timber tech branded camo edge clip by called IB- something else by IBS. You think they release it in IBS? Probably. And, and instead of the horseshoe plastic being black, I'm going to guess it's going to be brown. Well, there's too many people with timber tech that listen. Now this will make its way up the chain. They'll change it. It'll be blue or green or something. Yeah, maybe. So that's my best guess as to why they were not doing it. Would I hesitate to use the camo edge clips on timber tech? Not at all. Nope. The camo edge clips are amazing. They got the three sixteenth inch gap. Uh, It bites the board enough. It's not doing anything to ward to give reason to avoid the warranty. And camo has for sure with the edge clip has said, if the board fails as a result of our fastener, we will cover the warranty on it. And then so. here's the other part. As an installer, when I was putting it in, Deck Oasis, you're likely not putting enough timber tech. I, I could be wrong in this, but you're likely not putting enough timber tech down that you have the timber tech labor warranty anyways. So who cares? They, they're not laboring. They're not warrantying your labor no matter what. So use at the end of the day, the labor is going to come down to you. So use the product that, that you like. Because when that deck has to come up for some reason, you're doing it on your own anyways. So, yeah. So unless you you're an approved installer. And like, if you've hit those tiers and targets, then use their product. That way your labor's covered if you ever have to go back. Here's here's the official warranty from Camo. I found the section that uh, deals with this. This is in regards to edge clip, X clip, 
camel clips, not the screws. The Protect, but I I believe they are, they do the same thing for it. But uh, look that up to be sure. What they say is like in addition to their regular clip warranty, it says additionally, if camo edge clip, camo edge X clip, or camo clips installed in accordance with applicable building codes, laws, rules, and regulations, and camo and deck boards manufacturers installation instructions and accepted building practices, cause the deck board product to fail. NNC, which is National Nail Corp, will replace the damaged deck board product at no charge. This does not replace any deck board manufacturer's warranties, does not apply in cases where defects or damage are not solely and exclusively attributable to the product and is subject to the limitations described below. This limited warranty does not apply where damage to the deck board product is attributable in whole or in part to improper installation of either the deck board product itself or the camo edge clip, camo edge X clip, and camo clips. So, so then if you do it right... Install it as per the manufacturer's instructions and camo edge clips instructions and according to your building codes and practices, and they will cover the board if it fails. Well then, why wouldn't you use that? There you go. It's fast. Yeah. Um, that's it. We hit an hour on this one. This yeah. might be our longest podcast I ever. We were going to make that. The store is open. We've probably lost $20,000 of the sales this morning now. You're welcome. Snowing. Might be snowing. Yeah, it could be snowing out there. Um, this has been another exciting episode of the uh, Q&A. I like these a lot. Yeah. So we'll keep doing these every once in a while. We'll throw these uh, stories up there on Instagram to collect some questions, and then we'll give you guys some answers, and that'll be great. Uh, Deck Expo is getting closer. Cheers, guys. Remember that we're doing some podcasts live from there. We're going to do a get-together on Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock at the Decorator's Booth. But until then, have a great day. Peace.